Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to another Friday. Happy Friday. I hope you've all been well. I hope your week has gone well. As for me, let's not talk about it. All right, it's payroll. It's half term. Let's not, let's not do that. All right, I'm tired. I am tired. <laughs> I'm a little bit stressed. But welcome back. Welcome back to If I Didn't Laugh, I'd Cry. On today's episode, I do have a guest, a very special guest. This is somebody who I've done a lot of firsts with, right? First aeroplane ride, first experience in the UK, first experience of snow. You know what I mean? First time having them on my podcast and the conversation gets deep. It's a serious conversation. It's a serious topic. Um, I hope I did this guest some justice and I did the topics on justice but you can sense some some protectiveness in there and you can sense that it's still raw it's still quite new and it's still it's still quite current and you can just sense the emotion and the vulnerability so I am so grateful for this guest it's one of my favorite episodes I think I say that for every single episode and every single guest but I got emotional editing this because I just thought wow I can really sense their their feelings in here. So yeah, guys, welcome my little brother, Sipo. Right, Sipo. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. How come you're are you glitching, fam? No, no, I'm I'm straight. So why, why were you just staring at me when I said welcome to the show? No, it's because when I listen to the podcast, you normally do like some intro. I do that intro then, all by myself. Oh yeah, right, right. So I was like, oh, maybe this is going to go on for a little while. And I was just like, do I come in now or do I just... I was, yeah, wait, I was like, waiting for some cue and there was no cue. So I was like, I guess I go. What's the cue? You want me to count you down? I, I don't know. Just... Five, four. There we go. And welcome Sibo. back. <laughs> Sibo, welcome to the show. No, fam, we just get straight into it. Okay, all what's right. It, what's the point of giving you cues and you're going to be all ready for it? Do you know what I mean? I, I, I make it feel like I'm actually on, on, on one of those late night talk shows. Yeah, but welcome to the show. Welcome you, to If I Didn't Laugh, I'd Cry. Finally. I'm in your illustrious studio here. Sorry? I said I'm in your illustrious studio here. We're actually at your place. So if it sounds <laughs> like, if it sounds weird, 
It's because it's Seaple's place. <laughs> it's not because of me. Goodness. But yeah, before we get into it, it's time to get things off your chest and say with your chest what's been bothering you uh, as of late. What's been bothering me? Um, I don't even know, you know. I've been, I've been feeling mad peaceful. I don't know what's been bothering me. Don't you have like... It's funny, it should be easier because we're in my place. It's just the two of us in the room. It feels like there's people watching me. There's so nobody watching you, Once it's out there, you won't even Oof. know who's listened, where they've listened from. But that's the thing. That's the scary part. Why is that scary? I don't know. I don't know. It's just... It, it, it feels like somebody knowing more about you than you know about them. And it just... It just makes me feel a bit funny. I've always felt funny about it. What do you think is going to happen? Somebody is going to pull you up on the street and start reciting things they know about you. It's a big, big world. Yeah? You're feeling famous already? Do you know, like, I want, like my, my reasoning behind it is always just like, what, in, what made them pick me as a target? Because I've got, I've got like almost like nothing, nothing really to give, do you know what I mean? No, I don't. I'm afraid. Oh, what do I mean by that? It's like... Who picked you as a target? Nah, see, I think I skipped something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, what have you got to get off your chest? Oh, uh, do you know what? I think this this was easy because I was talking to, to, to care about this. Cyclists. He yeah. tells, he's a cyclist. Yeah. And I asked, why don't you just cycle on the pavement? Yeah. Like, get off the road. Yeah. You're, you're, you're an obstacle yeah. that nobody needs. And he's all like, oh, well, it's illegal. I'm like, who's going to pull someone up and say you're cycling on the wrong place? I don't place? know. Some people have time, you know. Nah. Like, if, if, if the place isn't crowded, if it's if it's... If it's if it's not dangerous to do so, like there's not a lot of pedestrians, let, let it go. Let it go. Go home to your wife and kids. You know what? I feel like maybe cyclists feel the same way about bloody car owners. Maybe cyclists are thinking, wouldn't the world be a better place if it was just cyclists? See, I know car owners. There's a that but can... I feel the same way. Cyclists can actually like. Oh. Yeah, especially when you've got to give him so much gap. Oh. oh. Anyway, I'm not backing have you, your have beef. You ever, have, you ever, have you ever been on one of those like country roads or country-ish roads where it's yeah. just so windy and yeah. bendy that you can't find any good time yeah. to go past them? Yeah. And you're doing 20 miles an hour. And you're just stuck behind them. Oh, man. Oh, they, they're the and, worst. And they seem to just be going in the same direction you're going. And every single Honestly. time you're like, okay, cool. Maybe I'm going to lose them here because I'm turning. They're turning. Oh, my God. Like, are you stalking me or what? Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't stand yeah. cyclists. Like, they, 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 we don't they, hate the people. We hate the action. Cycle on the pavement. Like, and share, it, I, share it, share it with the walkers. Do you know what I mean? Do like, you know what I mean? Because a walker and a cyclist crash, someone's really hurt. That's it. Just a little boo boo. A car and a cyclist crash, someone's dead. Well, not necessarily. How fast are you going? Like almost at any speed, because it's not just the it's not just the crash, isn't it? There's the entanglement and all of that shit. Entanglement. Yeah. That's what Jada Pickett-Smith was having with some young kids. <laughs> yeah. 
Is that what's gonna happen to the bike? And the yeah, girl? they're all gonna they're all gonna, gonna get in a little cheeky relationship. Yeah, aren't that's they? it. Jesus. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, cyclists are my rant, man. I, I just yeah. I can't stand them. I wonder what my rant is, man. This rant is a little bit personal, isn't it? It's it's maybe it might be a little bit nasty to listen to, but I really don't care. I feel like I've just got to get this off my chest, and I'm gonna say it with my chest, but. I hate it when, like, <laughs> it's gonna sound a little, <laughs> but okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna specify. But I hate it when I am trying to eat. You can see that there's food in front of me, right? You can see fork is ready. I'm about to attack this, and you continue to talk to me. Have you no respect for me? <laughs> I just want to eat this food. You can see that I'm really wanting to. Bro, go come back another time. I feel like me, yeah, for me, eating is a very personal thing. Like, (laughs) I don't really want other people to be involved. I don't want to be spoken to. I'd rather be flicking through TikTok or something whilst eating than having a conversation whilst I'm trying to eat. Because now I'm I'm having to overthink Food in my mouth, you watching me, just go away. Ugh. There's a specific place this happens a lot, but I'm not saying nothing about it. <laughs> just, just go away. Right, let me just enjoy my food. Right, because I know for a fact, if I talk and eat, I'm going to get so much wind, and it's going to give me a tummy ache, and then that's it. I'm done for the rest of the day. Right? Can't even walk straight. Oh just leave me alone. Right, I just want to eat my salad. Just leave me alone. Right. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to get wind. No, it's real life. I do get wind. What, get... How? What, what does that mean? It means I've got stomach problems, digestional issues. So what, I get... you need to fart? Yeah, but with that, it doesn't matter. It could be a burp or a fart where it hurts. It can hurt here on my chest. Yeah. Or it hurts down in my ab. And I don't know. I have to literally, like, <laughs> like coerce, coerce. The <laughs> the now out. you listen here, please. But. <laughs> come out with me. I'm sick of oh dying of this. God. All because I've been eating whilst talking, taking too much air in. Mm. Yeah, I'm just a gassy cow. That's weird. Yeah, fam. I can't even get out of bed too quickly in the morning. If I if I was if I was to wake up and you jump out of bed straight away, gas. That's it. My day is ruined. I know for a fact I should have just stayed in bed today because it's going to be a crippling pain. But I just have to push through it. Nah. And on top of that, somebody wants to come and talk to me while I'm trying to have my lunch. You're trying to kill me off. Jeez. I, I don't know how anybody is just, there's like physical triggers for you that just give you gas how how i don't is that know fam it's just a thing bro like <laughs> and there's certain foods that just hurt my tummy it's just a weird thing live it's a weird life i live fam very but yeah thank you for getting things off your chest i think mine i think i saw red a little bit there i blacked out a little bit <laughs> but it's <laughs> what this segment is all about feel better all the better for getting it off my chest <laughs> Have you got any embarrassing stories to tell me? Embarrassing if I didn't laugh at cry stories, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I ever told you this, right? But I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't have many clear points at which I was like embarrassed, embarrassed. Oh, so you weren't embarrassed 
when you decided to start calling yourself Lozat. Oh, sorry, you went embarrassed when we were driving to Cornwall and we all fell asleep in the back seat because mum and dad stuffed us in the back, the four of us, right? And you needed a wee and you pissed in the bottle. <laughs> no. You went embarrassed about that? No. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? I've, I've, I've always had that this weird mentality where I'm just like, it, it's, uh, it's happened, right? Like, you, you, remember when I, you remember when I shaved the front of my hair off? Oh, yeah, you were well embarrassed for that, though. And I got called granddad and that, right? See, here's the thing, right? I actually wasn't embarrassed about it. Why did you cry then? Why were you wailing? Excuse me. Excuse me. You were crying your eyes out. Yes, yes. And the reason I was crying was because I'd, I'd been caught in, in 4K. No. No, Nobody no. Nobody caught you No, no, 4K. listen, listen, listen to what I mean. Listen to what I mean, right? Listen to what I mean. <laughs> I was crying because I did this stupid thing that normally when you do this something stupid, you can kind of be like, ah, okay, nobody saw. Yeah. But I did this stupid thing that was just visible 24-7. Yeah, but isn't that embarrassment, fam? No. It was like, it was, I don't know how to explain the fact it. That, the fact that you're crying because you've gotten caught, isn't that what being embarrassed is? No, 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 listen, listen, the, listen. The exposure or something. Listen, listen, listen. So how come you asked us to glue it back on then? If that's you're not I'm embarrassed. Say, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I wasn't embarrassed, right? But going out like that is like saying, I'm an idiot. And how did that make you feel? Embarrassed? No. How did it make you feel? It was like, um, it's like a, it was like a, if I'm saying how I feel, obviously I know anybody else in that situation is embarrassed. I'm saying for me, as opposed to embarrassment, it was like a knock on my pride. Is, I think you're just describing embarrassment. Nah, you don't get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. <laughs> Maybe I don't get it in it, but you're just describing being embarrassed to me. Nah, cause like, Let's say this, right? Let's say this. You're in front of a lot of people and you bend over and your trousers rip. Yeah. Nine out of ten people are embarrassed, right? Yeah. I'm not. What's happening? I'm just thinking this is a massive inconvenience and I have to somehow change trousers or something because my trousers have ripped. And I'm probably also thinking about, oh, I didn't want to have to buy a new pair of trousers and these trousers have ripped, right? But all... All of that comes in as frustrations, yeah? And if you, as an adult now, if that happens, I'm just like, well, it is what it is. As a kid, right? Yeah. It's kind of like when you'd be arguing with somebody and you get so frustrated or something and you start crying because it just feels like it's going nowhere. So this is me trying to cover up my frustration that I was such an idiot. This is me trying to cover up my frustrations. Mm. I'm trying to cover it up so that it doesn't have to be a thing anymore. Mm. Right? So I'm like, glue it back on, glue it back on. But I'm not embarrassed by the end result. Bro. <laughs> Maybe it's just a different breed, isn't it? But the way I, I thought I remembered it, you, you were a little bit embarrassed, in it? Because you were desperate for that not to get out. And even if we like try to speak about it, you tried. No, <laughs> are you not embarrassed by some of your exes? Mm-mm. So whenever I try to speak about some of your ex 
exes doing stuff or you doing stuff with your exes? How come sometimes you're like, no, 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 trying to shut me up? Just because it's happened. It's done now. So why don't you want it? So it's, if, it, if it's done now, it doesn't bother you, surely, since you don't get embarrassed. No, no, it's like, I don't, I don't like lingering on, on that kind of thing. But you like bringing up other people's stuff. Like what? You, like you never bring up any of the people's exes, no? You never reference them. We found a snake in the <laughs> oi, family. Oi, oi. How? How? We found no, 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 no. Dish it, but can't take it. Do you know what? Do you know what? Do you know what? We have found the snowflake. Do you know what? And the snowflake you is say that. Sibo. You say that like I'm always bringing them up. How frequently do I bring up any of It's not exes? about frequency. It's just about because, doing it. Because if it's just about doing it, don't we do that to each other all the time? Yeah, this, that's what I'm saying. How come when we're bringing it up, like yeah. certain things, you're like, no, 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 no. Don't even bother. Like you don't ever want them to bring up, like like if I was to say, you brought up a family meeting, you, you, you arranged family meetings <laughs> with your exes. If I was to just point that out, yeah. usually you're like, no, la, 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 la. you just don't want that news to get out, fam. Right, how come? I don't know. I think, like I'm, I'm, I'm like. Think if we were to look in the Oxford Dictionary of Thesaurus, it would fall under the category of embarrassing. <laughs> right now, tell me embarrassing anyway, if I anyway, didn't love anyway, Christ. Anyway, 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 since we're getting nowhere with that, I was in, I was in, I was like six years old. I was in like year two, something like that, and um, I, I'd wet the bed mm. that night. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't want anybody to Can know. Can you mind that, please? I didn't. Oh yeah, mm. <laughs> I did. I didn't want anyone to know. Mm. So obviously, I get myself ready for school, and I hide like underwear that I was wearing that I obviously wet myself in, and I didn't have any other underwear. So I just, I, I just had to pretend I was still wearing underwear. So I went Wait. to school. What do you mean you didn't have any other underwear? So you're telling me that your parents only had one pair of underwear <laughs> yeah, I for I all your them, life. I had to give him my old underwear <laughs> for new underwear. Trade it. <laughs> Trade it. Please, Mama and Papa. <laughs> so if I, if I didn't make an exchange... <laughs> my undergarments used to have holes in them. I've come for an exchange. Bro, tell the truth, no, my guy. No, I don't, I don't know. You never wash your knickers. You never wash your knickknocks, right? <laughs> So you probably, all your underwear were probably dirty. No, because I'm six years old. What am I, what washing am I doing? In the bathtub? No, just putting them in the wash. What did you, you, you think it was a white people household, didn't it? Where mums go and collect shit from people's <laughs> rooms. Yeah, right. Not in an African household. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even remember. But um, yeah, so I, anyway, anyway, I, whatever the premise was, I end up going to school Uh I end up going to school mm. without underwear on, right? And I forgot that was the day that we were doing like um, rehearsals for our like school play, our oh class my play. Gosh. And you, you slut know, you know, don't you, answer. You, know, <laughs> <laughs> you absolute slag. What? You went to school, Lucy, loose, loose, Commando. swinging, swinging. <laughs> um. So, so 
in, in, we're in year two, so they, they've got costumes for all the kids. Yeah. So we have to change. And this is obviously nobody's developed or anything. Yeah. So we just change in the back of the class, boys and girls. <laughs> okay. Because they think they'll all have underwear. This would turn <laughs> into the nudist classroom. <laughs> so, so, so I, I was smart about it. So mm. I waited for everyone to change. Mm. I was just kind of loitering, looking like. I can't take my legs out of my current trousers. Mm. And then once everybody's like changed and they've sat down in front of the teacher, they've turned their backs on the back of the class. They're all looking forward, right? Yeah. So I'm in the back now and I'm like, now is my chance to change quickly into <laughs> my costume. Yeah. Without anyone seeing my schlong. Your costume is like swimming costume. No, it's a play. My oh. costume, my stage costume. Okay, yeah. My stage costume. Did so, you have an incident with a swimming costume as well? Did you have like those little blue <laughs> speedo looking? <laughs> Did I? I don't yeah. remember any of that. Like blue little speedo looking shorts for yeah. swimming. Did you not have any like that? I did, but I don't think I had a... Did I, I swear what? you had an incident with one. What I just don't remember. I don't remember. The... But I swear you had it. You've had lots of incidents, fam. <laughs> yeah. okay so you're but in yeah. your play costume so no no so i'm getting into my play costume i've taken off my trousers and i've got like like three seconds of <laughs> of, of of balls to air yeah and i was like i have to get these up quickly before anyone turns and sees and i've nearly got them i've nearly got them all the way up and this this little white girl turns around and she's just like her eyes just go wide and I'm just like nah we didn't see anything we didn't see anything yeah and um I was so paranoid the rest of the day what she, she didn't even she didn't even out you she didn't say a word bro she didn't say a word <laughs> my white girls are better than your white girls so she just saw a little bean and didn't she say she saw anything. a little bean and she just, she just gasped essentially silently bro that's... I was like okay and but then i was paranoid the entire time we we're on stage doing the play and just the whole day generally maybe for the next couple of days because i what thought, did you think I was gonna... I thought this little girl was gonna out me and i was gonna get in trouble for not wearing underwear <laughs> somebody pull your trousers or shorts down <laughs> oh that would be awful mm. do i have any if I'd, embarrassing if i didn't love her cry story yeah this one is really disgusting though this one really makes me want to vomit <laughs> Right, so I don't know if you remember I had a friend called Noemi, but I don't think you remember her. She had a brother, a little brother called Thomas or Tomash. I think, I think I remember Tomash. I think it was, was Tomash. <laughs> <laughs> I've just literally given him a name. Like, imagine his name was like Adrian. I'm like, mm, I think his name was Tomash. But anyway, he had, she had a little brother. But this story is just to do with her. Yeah. So we're in school, primary school, right? And we're playing, we're playing, we're playing. And I don't remember what the game was, but I get overly excited. Yeah. And I swing my arm around. And the minute I'm this story in my head goes in slow motion because my world stopped. <laughs> I wanted to absolutely delete myself from the spot. <laughs> But purely because of how disgusting it is for me. <laughs> so as I'm moving my fingers like that, right? Yeah. Noemi is busy moving her head and she was taller than me. Mm. 
not hard to be taller than me, but yeah, she was taller than me. And my pinky lodged perfectly up her nose. And I was like, <laughs> and then, right, I quickly pulled my pinky out because I couldn't believe what was happening. I wanted to die. And uh, guess what? I pull out with it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute disgusting. Oh my gosh. Whenever I think about that, I think, why did she do that? She set me up. Bro, just pick the wrong nose. And it was like them, it was them creamy ones that are right, bro. (laughs) Fuck is a right booker. The drier ones, they're oh right. Oh, my Because they God. just come out. The creamy ones, they're so they wet. They want to stick. Yuck. <laughs> I was so ill in my head. I was thinking, this that's is actually nasty. Made me shiver. I had to go and wash my pinky, right? I didn't <laughs> have burn time. My pinky. I didn't have I didn't have time for tucking that day. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have time to stop and collect fucking air from the sink. Right, I had a mission. I washed my pinky finger so much. I scrubbed and scrubbed to the point where putting my pinky finger in my mouth, yeah, after that incident for a long time, I couldn't. Because I could just see it. It was so nasty. But yeah, she thought it was really funny. She went red with laughter. And I thought, yeah, it's hilarious, isn't it? It's hilarious. I'm dying here. Oh. You know, we would have burnt your pinky off. I wanted to burn my whole body. I wanted to start again. <laughs> I wanted to respawn. Oh my god! Oh, it was disgusting. But yeah, thank you for sharing with me. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm alright. Um, actually, I'm not alright. I'm not alright. I'm in. I'm in pain. What's your pain level? Uh. It's weird. It feels like uh, it feels it feels like it should be higher than it is, but it feels like an eight. But it feels like it should be higher. Yeah. What did you say your usual pain is? Normally, it's like a like a twelve. That is mad. I mean, we'll take an eight. Yeah. For now, and speaking of pain, we're now moving, segueing into the deep. If I didn't laugh, I'd cry moment. Right? And the question I wanted to ask you, as you've rightly started, so is basically, how old are you? 26? Yeah. 26 and disabled. <laughs> and it's been progressively getting to a point where now you're like, bloody hell, any any long journeys where I need to get my wheelchair out, <laughs> crack out the wheelchair, right? <laughs> how has it been navigating that? Has it been easy for you? How has it been coming to terms with it? Have you come to terms with it? How are you feeling about it to be 26 um, and have a blue badge? Um, I think, I think, you know, I think I'm getting to the point where I'm I'm almost fully to terms with it. Yeah. I think the coming to terms with it was the hardest part. I think I'm at that place where, where I can recognize that I'm not fully to terms with it still. Yeah. But in terms of trying to adapt and accept that this is the situation and it's potentially only going to get worse. Yeah. Or not potentially, probably going to get a lot worse. Yeah. You're saying that you don't know if you're ever going to come to terms with it. Yeah, I think mentally we all have like an image of ourselves in our heads, right? And what is the image that you've got in your head? And the image that I've got in my head is 
somebody who's athletic, yeah, um, is physically able, plays sports, can fix things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just is handy and able. Yeah, and I don't feel handy or able, and it's kind of saying to myself all these things that you could do naturally that came to you quite easily. Yeah. You can't do any of those anymore. Yeah. And like, I'm probably in my last years of being able to do any kind of strenuous exercise. Yeah. In my last few years, because I, I, the impact is huge. If I play a little bit of football. Yeah. Shattered, just absolutely shattered. Yeah. And it's it's not like tired, where oh I'm 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 shattered because I've I've exercised a lot and I'm I'm just really tired. Yeah. This I feel like I'm still able to go. So how come? But you... then it will be like in the joints or in the bits connecting different parts of the body where it will just be sore and achy and just untenable. Why do you do it then? Because if I don't do it now, I wish I'd done it when I'm not able to do it. If it hurts you, isn't it doing more harm than good for you to do it? Well, aren't you exacerbate? Is it is it exacerbating? Are you aren't you exacerbating the pain by doing it when you know that it does just harm you and it hurts you? So, or is it a bit of a double-edged sword? So everything's essentially a double-edged sword because if I don't do anything, mm. that not moving, not stretching, all of that kind of thing, yeah, makes my body weaker. Yeah, because it's 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 autoimmune. The body's attacking itself. Yeah, exercising makes your body stronger. Yeah, so while like. If I don't exercise, yeah, I'll get weaker and I'll be in more pain. Yeah, like kind of like when I've been bed bound. I'll, those times, it's just a question of how long are you going to be unable to do things. Yeah, because the longer you're unable to do things, the worse you're going to be. Yeah, and the harder it is. So after after that, it's hard to go back to being more mobile. Yeah, whereas if you're mobile. And you're getting pain from doing things. At least you're still able to do things because you're retaining that ability. Yeah. And you're essentially strengthening what the body's destroying. Yeah. Although that's a very shit analogy, but yeah. All right. So you mentioned it's an autoimmune dis- disease, yeah. Yeah. What have you got? I've got rheumatoid arthritis. And what's that? Uh, it's a condition that basically means your body hates you. And hates the joints that make up you. Have you tried um, not having rheumatoid arthritis? Do you know what? Mm. I haven't. You tried? Have you tried not? Have you tried turning it off and on again? Yeah, for some reason, <laughs> when I when I called the IT help desk, <laughs> they gave me a ticket and just never called me back. Oh man! <laughs> and but, when did you find out that you got rheumatoid arthritis? Like, what has the journey to finding out to a diagnosis? What has that journey been like? It's horrible and it still is horrible. It hasn't even, it hasn't ended. It's not like I'm at the end of, 
<coughs> at the end of all my options in a healthcare sense or anything like that, there isn't a cure, so to speak, but there are treatments and things like that that I haven't been exposed to. But what has the experience been like? It's been it's been shit. When when was the first time? Right, let's let's do it like this. When was the first time that you thought, oh my word, something's not right here? Like, what is going on there? Uh, I was a stu- I was I was doing my A levels. Yeah. Um, I must have been. How many people when they do their A levels? Isn't that like 16? 16? No, 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 no. Yeah, like seventeen, eighteen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, I was doing my A levels and. One morning, my back just went. I was going to shower before before going to school. Yeah. And I, I collapsed. Yeah. In the, like, landing. Yeah. And I couldn't I couldn't move my legs, and I crawled back to my bedroom. Yeah, like, you, you know what that reminds me of? You saying that. <laughs> yeah. You saying you crawled back to your bedroom. Yeah. It reminds me of that dog with dead legs. His tracks of a lung. <laughs> oh, oh! Whenever Joe gets knocked out of his wheelchair, <laughs> yeah. About. Oh man, was it like that? <coughs> it was. It was kind of like that. And was, you're just thinking, what is going on? Oh, yeah, I was like, what's going on? I was in so much pain, and my first, my first thought, and this is really like a terrible thought for anyone who cares or loves about loves me, but like my first thought when I when I'm in like a serious pain position, I'm just like. Let's see if it wears off on its own. Yeah. Like, cause that's just that's just how it's been. It's just been, oh, don't tell anyone you cut yourself. Oh, it's bleeding a lot. Tell someone you've cut yourself. Yeah. So I'm like, oh mate, let's see if this pain goes away. Oh, it's not going away. I'm gonna need to call my I call I call mum. Yeah. And she was just like, Okay, it's fine. Don't go to school. We'll just see how you are. And then she called the GP. The GP said, um, Come, 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 um, and see see me whenever like you can, right? I couldn't, I couldn't move. Yeah, and I was in bed for like a month or something like that, and and yeah. when I finally could move, that's when we finally got to the GP. Yeah, and I'm like, for the past month I've been bed bound, I haven't been able to move, and they said it's growing pains. Yeah, growing pains. Well, I feel like at that age. You're 17, 18. It's a little bit like they've got to rationalise it because I don't think they could ever come to the conclusion that you have got an autoimmune disease. At such a young age, I feel like they've got to check things off the list a little bit according to your age and, you know what I mean, what the norm is. Yeah, but doing doing any kind of medical work like that is surely dangerous if you're saying mm, it doesn't sound like this but this is the most rational thing that they might have yeah or even if it sounds like that isn't isn't that just like negligence in a way because what if something serious happens i mean you've heard diana's ep- oh i don't know if you have heard diana's episode but in diana diana's episode her water's broken she's 26 weeks pregnant and they tell her, well, is the head coming out? Because if it ain't, yeah, we'll get with you when we get with you. Mm. So I feel like, well, let's just say what it is. Some doctors, some GVs, they are negligent. 
Yeah, Sometimes they up. don't think, oh, this is so weird for this to be happening. What? You, your back just went out randomly when you're walking. That doesn't sound normal. It doesn't sound like growing pains. Because mm. I think to me, growing pains would would be more, I don't know, your joints, like your 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 uncle, your knees maybe a lot more than anything. I don't know, man. See, the thing is growing pains aren't uncommon. mm but if they were as severe as what I was describing to them, mm. we would have a lot more teenagers who aren't very, very happy. Yeah. But teenagers have a lot more energy than adults by yeah. a long way away. Yeah. And if a large group of those are going through growing pains, it would make the whole group look a little bit less energetic. Yeah. In contrast. And so I, I, I know... Like there were, there were taller guys than me in my in my year, like not by a lot, but still some taller guys than me. And you're saying it's growing pains just because I'm taller than the average, and then just disregarding any other attempts of because after saying oh it's growing pains, they basically went tell us if it hurts and then we'll give you something for the pain. But we've decided that's what it is, mm. and it was almost like. Anytime I try to see them, I'm in more pain right now. They're like, we'll give you something stronger as mm. opposed to let's address this because it sounds a lot more un, 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 unpleasant than growing pains. Because I doubt that they prescribe stronger and stronger and stronger doses for growing pains. At some point, the growing pains subside, no? Yeah. Okay, so you get told it's growing pains. But what's going through your mind then? Like, what are you actually thinking and feeling? I'm thinking it's not growing pains and my time has been wasted. So how come you didn't fight for yourself? Well, because everyone wants to think they're normal. So you were in denial at this point? I've been in denial for a long time. What, you're still in denial, do you think? Probably to a degree. Probably, Probably I'm in a place of acceptance and that last little bit of denial is what's stopping me from fully accepting it. Mm. I feel like being in denial about things that you ought to come to terms with have the ability to cut your lifespan, but without sounding really severe, I just mean like your quality of life is likely to be awful anyway because all you constantly think about is this thing. But not even in like, how can I live? You know what I mean? But mm. woe is me. More more woe is me. And that is not productive. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, you're you're in denial at a young age. Um you, you know it's not growing pains. And then when was the next episode? Um well the next episode was a lot a lot late like almost paralytic episode or whatever was a lot later. It was just the pain and niggles that kept on coming coming by mm. after after that. So through during that period, I was in and out of the 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 hospital, um, doing like block bookings after block bookings of physio, mm. just trying to manage the pain that they kept saying was growing pains mm. while taking the 
supplements that they recommend and the the medicine that they've given me for the pain mm. all the while thinking there isn't i I'm, I'm i'm almost positive there is not another student in my age group who is taking six tablets in the morning before school yeah that's some that's some old people shit yeah i was like this is this is i was like this is weird as hell did you do any research for yourself as well so that you can have that fight that kickback no no and i think it's a combination of factors it was burying my head in the sand it was uh being in denial that it's getting worse and thinking that maybe it's all in my head and I'm actually not in pain mm. and there's nothing wrong with me because they're telling me there's nothing wrong with you. It's just growing pains. Mm. So maybe there is nothing wrong with me and it's just in my head and that's where the pain is. Yeah. And all I'm supposed to do is just pretend or accept that it is all in my head. Yeah. Eventually and stop yeah. bothering the health healthcare service. Mm. So, Obviously, it got it, eventually it gets too much, and I'm in a lot of pain, and we have to go to the doctors. And maybe I sound a little bit more enthusiastic this time about getting some kind of positive conclusion from this appointment. Mm. Um, and I get referred to go see a specialist, and that's the first time that any part of me got any kind of diagnosis. And explain some of the pain. And that was at 21. Five years after the first episode. And what did they say? Um, they said it was patellofemoral joint dysfunction. Mm. Which is basically a misalignment of the knees. Mm. Of the kneecaps to the knees. Mm. Um, and it just causes a lot of pain. Sometimes swelling, heat. Uh, because the, that misalignment causes uh, the kneecap and the and the knee to rub against each other um in that just in that ball joint that facilitates that movement yeah um and i was like okay that explains that but then they were like the only thing you could do is have more physio but after that i was like it still doesn't explain the rest of my joints it only explains one set of joints what what when you say the rest of your joints where are you talking about where Every, else where else do you feel pain everywhere ankles toes hips elbows fingers neck back yeah every, every everywhere obviously i can't close my eyes and say oh it's this joint here name it like that but in most of the major areas there's pain even sometimes areas like the sternum or things like that mm. and um yeah so i'd say everywhere i feel pain everywhere as has having well has not knowing or did not knowing have an effect on how you approach relationships and how you you know what i mean approached learning for example did it affect aspects of your life negatively because you didn't know if that makes sense, like in comparison to now that you know what it is, for example, right? Uh, I don't, I don't know if not knowing had a. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Had a had an impact. I mean, in my relationships, I'd probably say no. How about your education? In my education, I'd say yeah. How about in the workplaces? In the workplace, I'd say yeah. Mm. I think even even though I didn't know what was wrong with me per se, I could feel what's going on every day, and I you obviously you you try to set yourself limits. Yeah, like this is the threshold of how uncomfortable I'm willing to allow myself to be made. Yeah, so I, I'd always set myself these limits. So if I if it's a work situation. There's only so long I'm willing to stand somewhere and talk to people. Yeah. Because standing hurts. Yeah. There is only so long I'm willing to be in an uncomfortable position to facilitate any kind of social interaction. At a certain point, I'm just like, this is enough for me. Yeah. And I have to leave. And I think in in a work situation, it's kind of got in the way because... Taking taking out like the social aspect of whether you want to go out with people, spend longer if you're out with work people, yeah, or things like that. That has one impact, and then the fact that in kind of a workplace situation, there's some things that I just avoid doing, mm. or I do differently. Like and what? There's. <laughs> So uh, at one of my previous jobs, at one of my previous jobs, so when in winter I have a really tough time yeah. because the cold, like it, it gets to the joints. Yeah. And if the joints are cold, then they feel stiffer. Like everybody feels that. Yeah. But like for me, when they feel stiffer, if they feel more brittle. Okay. And you're more vulnerable to some kind of injury. Okay. I've, I've sprained my ankle just walking to the car. Bruh. Like, because they, they, just, they just go. Yeah. And the problem with my ankles is, A, ankles aren't very strong to begin with. Yeah. B, I weigh a lot. And C, when your joints are fragile and it's a joint that's not very strong, it just goes all the time. Yeah. Like just one misstep and it's... Yeah. So, so I've, I've had, I've had, I've had, I've, at this point, I've had so many ankle sprains. I've got like entire kits, home kits, just to, just for my ankles, just to wrap up my ankle with a proper compression sock and things like that. And yeah, ice and all of that. Yeah. Just because it happens so frequently. Yeah. Um, 
and it's just setting limits. Like I can't, I'm not gonna do certain actions because it's not gonna, it's not gonna feel comfortable later on. Yeah, we were talking about at your old workplace one time during winter. Yeah, at my old workplace one time during winter, I campaigned like for all of us to be able to have like heaters. Like mm. I'd bring it in from home. Like don't, don't, don't worry about whether you're gonna get taxed or not. Mm. But I'll like, bring my own from home. Is is it okay? So I bring one in and plug it in under my desk and somebody comes by and it's like, oh, and this was, it's one of those like small workplaces. Yeah. Like workplaces where it's like five to 15 people, not, not hundreds or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So you know how smaller offices sometimes have like these almost house rules to how the workplace goes. Yeah. Like organizations, they're like, yeah, everyone gets treated properly. Yeah. You can't, you don't don't be weird essentially. Yeah. But smaller ones, everyone's like, oh, we're all family. Yeah. Whereas in as weird as hell. Yeah. So it's one of those places where like other employees felt like felt like it was like their house. So this person comes to me and goes, You're wasting electricity. I'm like, I'm working. It's not even coming out of your tap. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm working. Okay. <laughs> so so Anyway, that, that became a whole bigger thing. And we we're told that no heaters were to be used, blah, 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 right? But heck? I was still cold. Yeah. So I did what any reasonable person does. Yeah. Brought a blanket in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What are you going to say now? I can't have yeah. a blanket. So I have a blanket. And now everyone's like, everyone's like making all these jokes, right? Yeah. That like I'm an old lady and things like that. And the jokes don't bother me at all. Yeah. But it's just this feeling of like alienation where you're like if i thought i was in a safe space yeah i might tell you why this needs to happen yeah but i don't feel that way so i say nothing and then that is almost like an okay for the jokes to continue yeah and the joke while the jokes don't bother me it's just a constant reminder that we're not the same yeah because where somebody's saying these conditions are not tenable for me, you're saying, but the other ninety nine people say they're just fine. Yeah. So you need to have you need to be just fine too. Being on the other side, but how how are they able to make adjustments for you if you don't speak up? Do you know what I mean? Because the thing with accessibility, right, is you as the person who knows what your condition is, is the person who can communicate it, right? Because they do say that disability isn't always visible. So if somebody is all like, oh, you're wasting electricity or the reasons why you were campaigning, I feel like to say that I have got this issue and this is what happens. And then they were to say no, then that's discrimination, isn't it? So it's like, Maybe along the way, you it sounds a little, it, it feels like it's not safe space, but you don't have to divulge about how it makes you feel, about how you cried yourself to sleep last night. You don't have to be that vulnerable, but you can tell them this is what's wrong. It's a real thing, right? These are all the physios that I have to go to. This is how it affects me in the winter. I can get a doctor's letter if you need me to, but I need to have a heater. Otherwise, I just won't be protective. Then if they say no, then that's when you're like employment tribunal them. But you're forgetting at this time I didn't even know what was wrong. Yeah, but you had they told you that you had that 
Oh, good at Patella. Patella, yeah, I was about to call it a paella. <laughs> That's a Spanish but, dish. <laughs> but but even 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 then, right? They've said that I've got one thing wrong with my knees, but they haven't addressed everything else. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you can address that with with your employer. But the thing is, I couldn't at that time. What was it? Because I didn't, I've just told, I didn't have confidence. I didn't know what was fully wrong with it. I didn't know what was fully wrong with me. Yeah. So I didn't have confidence to go in and say, this is why I need this. And like... I think that was the key word then it was confidence because you you not knowing fully what's wrong with you I don't think should stop you from communicating what you feel in your joints when it is cold you know what I mean but then you saying you didn't have the confidence and yeah fam that's what it was there was no confidence but you knew something had to give you probably maybe going back to you saying that you haven't or you hadn't come to terms with it and you're still in the last stages of maybe coming to terms with it, right? Maybe telling your employer what's wrong and why you need that heat so was solidifying that something's wrong with you, that maybe you is, weren't ready to address with yourself as well. But the thing is, you're, you're speaking from a bigger company perspective where small individual things are just things... And not a smaller companies where everything is everything. So me speaking about it at a smaller company, while I'm relatively young, not knowing what exactly is wrong with me and trying to justify myself to people who are already calling me immature, telling me I haven't gone through anything in life and not even trying to understand somebody because... Quite frankly, I don't think anyone needs to have anything wrong with them to ask to be more physically comfortable where they have to work. That's what I'm trying to say. Right, but so me having to justify it already felt like defeat because ultimately we are responsible for taking care of all our, you know, private affairs and going to work and doing and fulfilling our roles, right? If every workplace could give a different work routine or thing to somebody, it would be very hard because you need a lot of different people to train them. Mm. And it would be hard to monitor and things like that. So workplaces have just a standardized, you all work nine to five, you all do your job, everything in between doing your job is not our concern. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So now me going, oh, I've got this condition, which is why this, I'm thinking that shows that I can't do my job in these conditions. And for them, it might be easier, maybe cheaper even, to get somebody who can do them in these conditions. I understand what you're saying in in terms of like what you may have been feeling then, but it's not legal. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You're talking from a bigger company perspective. Even from a smaller company, it's not legal. It's it's just point blank, not legal. It's not legal, but smaller companies don't... (sighs) I don't think it's on the company. I think I get what you're trying to say, but it's not on the company to do research on what's permitted and what's not. You know what I mean? It's up to you to know your rights. Yes, so it's, 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 
you had rights, whether you've got rights, whether it's a yes, small company. Yes, so even, even if I went there, even if I went there and complained to them, but this is what's going on with me, they'd be like, show us proof. So I show them my medical records where they're saying nothing is wrong, it's growing pains. Yeah, but then didn't you say that the specialist said what they the said? The specialist said what they said, but they said there's nothing we can do about it right now. Yeah. Are you, are you hearing yourself? What, to, to be, to, like, <laughs> I tried to go in three different names. <laughs> the specialist didn't give me any anything saying this is what I've got. But you could have gotten it. What would it have looked like? Because I couldn't, I, you can't get a certificate for it. A letter. It can look like a letter. A specialist can write you a letter. I saw Sibo on the 24th of July, 2000 and something. And, you know, this is what I assessed him to be. And this is what I think he's got. Or this is what he has got. He would demonstrate signs of X, right? But it's up to you to go and get that. And also in terms of like knowing what your rights are in terms when when it comes to employment, it's, it's accessible to all of us, if, if that makes sense. Obviously, you were young, so I'm not blaming you at all. But what I'm saying, what I'm struggling with is to blame the company only for not seeing your needs would be unfair because only you know your needs. Only you could have communicated what I want. I mean, like you said, yes, there's some initiative I could have taken, but with the situation as it was, it's, it's... You didn't feel confident to. And you should feel confident that you could address any issue in a healthy workplace. That was, the, that was, that, that was essentially the, this is why I didn't speak to them. Because so of, it wasn't a healthy workplace? It wasn't. I left there because I was depressed. Okay. I'm sure we've all come to places where we're like, you'd rather not share this because... It can only make it can only make things worse. How long did it take you to find an employer? I suppose that understood and where you can openly say this is what's wrong with me. Uh, I think until my current employer, I wasn't able to do that. Mm. Um, I think it was the nature of working in like sales. Mm. The type of people sales roles tend to attract. Mm. I just thought in a room of narcissists, like there's no point of sharing any personal information. Yeah, they'll think that you're just taking the best, not wanting to do some hard graft. <laughs> exactly, because for them, it's results. It's not, we'll be kind to you even if you're not delivering what we want you to deliver. Yeah, it's all about data, isn't it, in sales? Yeah, it became, it, 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 it became really, really tough. So... I think it was only until my current job where I got out of sales that I was able to communicate properly and just kind of say, like, I'm, I'm not okay. Mm. And I think I'm better for it, mm. for sure. I also think that's partly to do because I've got very good bosses. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think I wouldn't be able to work as if... Because before I could pretend, essentially. Yeah. I could pretend I could do the nine to five every day without any issues, just not complaining like anybody else. Mm. Now, I wouldn't be able to do that. So if they had this nine to five expectation because I've said that I'm perfectly normal, I wouldn't be able to keep up with that ruse. Mm. It would literally come undone so quickly because they'd be like, 
Sipo, you're you're not doing the hours that you're saying you're doing, and I'm just like, I cannot physically wake up at that time. Mm. Yeah, my current employers are understanding. Mm. There's still things I need to do, obviously. Nobody's employed for free. Mm. But they're understanding I I can talk to them. It seems like they care whether they're just pulling my leg or not i don't know what makes you think they're pulling your leg you're still employed aren't you i don't i don't employ i i I don't know i don't think i don't think i'll ever trust employers until i'm like self-employed oh are you suspicious i'm always suspicious like somebody saying oh yeah you're doing great and then they go and whisper like yeah can we can we finally give him his notice that's so mad so you're paranoid i'm always paranoid i'm always paranoid that somebody who's healthier who can give them, you know, like a solid, full-on nine-to-five, 40-hour week and is just as intelligent or just as capable wouldn't be the most cost-effective thing for them because I'm not as productive as somebody else. Yeah, so, but they hired you on the, under the knowledge of, right? But you can still have expectations. You can still think, okay, that's this. It's not this. Because when you're when you're from the outside looking in, it's not oh, okay. This is how he feels. This is this is what I should expect. It's this is what I know of what the condition he's telling me of and his young age. He should be able to do this. Yeah, but what my question was is, they knew your condition when you got the job, right? Yes, but they still had their own expectations. They can still have their own expectations, but. I suppose what I'm trying to get every single time I ask you things like this is I understand your paranoia, right? In terms of like just thinking that somebody could come and do your job better than you because they're able to, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm saying when it comes to accessibility needs, things like that, because you're not the first disabled person to be in the workplace. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And you're not the your employer is not the first employer to accept somebody who is disabled in the workplace. Mm. Number one, there are laws that protect you from things like that, right? And number two, if you have been forthcoming with that info, right? It's not as simple of just as just getting rid of you. So it's basically to give you some peace of mind that it's not that simple. I understand the paranoia and why you probably would feel that way, but it's not that simple. It's a little bit like, why was I afraid to just get up and go to the toilet? Why Mm. did I piss myself? I didn't have to. You know what I mean? Mm. It's a little bit of a trapped um, prisoner mentality. Mm. You know what I mean? Of my teacher has said no and therefore I can't, but I could. Mm. All I had to do was get up. She she couldn't have physically stopped me from going to the toilet because actually the minute she put her hands on me, then that's the problem for her, mm. right? Mm. The paranoia, I get it just because you're, you're paranoid about your output because of your limitations. But if you have been honest about what your condition is and the fact that it is progressively getting worse, mm. right? Whether whether that's at a rapid pace or a slow pace, mm. but they knew the truth. So it's not as simple as just saying somebody could come and do it mm. and therefore let's get rid of SIPO. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. So it's, it should give you slight peace of mind to be like, you know, it's it's not how it works. It's not how employment law works see it doesn't it doesn't give me peace of mind though because how far am i able am i going to be able to fight 
a company that turns over a billion pounds a year, over a billion pounds a year. I feel like when it comes to accessibility and it comes to protected characteristics, very freaking easily. Really? Yes, it's okay. it's just the law is the law. The law is the law. Discrimination against somebody who's disabled is quite So is cut. the justice system always dealing out justice? No, it's the justice system is not always dealing out justice, but the truth is the truth, Sipo. The truth is the truth and we can live and, and die. There is no blurred the line. Truth. There is no blurred line in this. Discrimination is Soci- discrimination. Soci- societal truth is societal truth too. Like what? So I'm saying the truth is the truth, right? The truth is the truth. We know that this is wrong, so this shouldn't happen. Mm. But society says we know that this is wrong and it shouldn't happen, but it did. That that's that's the real world. I know I shouldn't get fired on these terms because I've done nothing wrong and I've been the same person who they hired me knowing my condition and who they spoke to in meetings and said everything is fine. But they did fire me. Well, maybe I'm just saying it because I work in HR and I know how the law works and I know what the process is. It's only when you're incapable, right? That you would, if you are physically incapable, that you know you're incapable and your company know that you're incapable, that that's when there is that risk of being let go, Right? But that's when you really can't help it. But that's the thing, like... But maybe, like I said, I'm saying this thing because I work in human resources and therefore I know what's But for all all we know, they say, we want to get rid of this person to their legal team. Mm. We want to get rid of this person, but these are his conditions. How can we get around any trouble? And the legal team will say, oh, well, if you say these are part of the reasons why you're getting rid of him and just say that this is the thing, then you'll be able to get around it. And they say all of those things. And you're saying fight it, but how? No, but I'm I don't saying, I don't have the means to fight but my a company like is, that. What my question is, what are the reasons that they would give that are, I, I, are that are, are, are lawful? I don't I don't I don't know and where I, I don't know where the law starts and ends. But I'm telling you, because somebody who works in HR Yes. You're saying So you're telling me Nobody who is less able has been unjustly fired. They shouldn't be. And there, there, there is. No, no. If, if they have been, then there's a massive claim for you because, like I said, it's all about capability. If you're capable of actually logging in and doing your work, which you are, which you do, until the point where you can't anymore, where you're producing um, five hours of, like, I don't know, 20 minutes of work over five hours and that's all you can do, then obviously there's a massive deficit there. But currently there obviously isn't. And like what I'm saying is I understand where your paranoia would be coming from. But if you are still able to complete your tasks, right? Mm -hmm. And you are still able to contribute. So what if the business needs rise? So they say we're looking to grow. Mm. So you can't do what you were doing before. We need everyone to do more. But that would be unfair then, wouldn't it? But that's what the business needs. They can't keep it fair when the business needs what the business needs. And this is what I'm saying. There's also business laws that they might use to get around it. There are none. You're saying this very sure, Tawanga. And I feel like if 
if let's say my company was to let go of me and I was to say I'm going to fight it, I would find myself unable to afford my legal fees because I can't see how they do it without trying to cover their own asses. Maybe somewhere down the line, I don't know if I had a good enough lawyer. Processes are in it, but I'm pretty sure you have done some kind of health record. No? Not an extensive one. You've done a health record of some sort, right? Or you've got you've told them your health record. Yeah. Right? So what really could they say? They hired you like that. So whether the business needs rise or not, they need to consider your limitations in that. So that's what I'm saying. You can't just make shit up. Yes, and I'm telling you that people can and do. Then it's not legal. Yes, but the world isn't 100% legal. So, so I don't know why we're going back and forth. I yeah. think all I'm trying to say to you no, is... No, no, I've got, I've got what you're trying to say. You're trying to say that I am protected. I've got statutory rights. I've got all of these yes, different things. That's and all I'm I trying get to it, say to you. But... But whether you're able to fight it or not, that's on you. No, no, but I'm but telling you. What I'm telling you is, yeah. everybody's got statutory rights, but people are, 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 are full to crime and unjustness all the time. Yeah, but I'm saying they can't shut. This, I feel like you're not understanding. Armor yourself with knowing the, what your rights are. Yes. Because that's when you can't get shafted. Right? And I'm telling you, you have got rights. So if you're worried and paranoid about something you can control by just simply researching what your rights are, you will sleep better at night because you know that they can't just make things up. Capability is very different to the business needs arising. If the business needs arising, you need to you need to regroup. Surely we need more manpower. Well, how can they even expect the business needs to rise? Yeah, and people be strained. The same amount of people in the team be strained. That's how businesses work. That's not how businesses should work. This is what you're basically saying. You're basically saying we live in a world where people are logical, can reason, are willing to listen and act on that. And we do not. People aren't logical. You try to have a logical conversation with them. It's not about logic. I don't know why we're going back and forth. It's not about logic. It's about the law. Yes, and I'm saying people don't abide by the law. Then, then, and knowing the law doesn't make people any likely to abide by the law. But but then that's not on you, that's on them. Yes, and it will always be on them. But then if all, all you need to know is you are protected. You Whether think, you choose to do something with it or not, that's on you. you Whether think, you choose to fight these corporations or not, that's do you on think, you. Do you, think, do you think... So you know how... Um, a lot of companies have like D and I teams, diversity and inclusion teams. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the reason why more black Africans or Asians are hired, the BAME, aren't hired in certain fields as much is because they simply aren't good enough? Or do you think there is systemic racism, bias? The very fact that there's such a dis department tells me that there's systemic racism. So that's 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 the answer. Systemic racism exists. The fact that you, the companies need that kind of department lets me know that their company is the their company that's really fallen to systemic racism. So with today's day and age, right, where a lot of companies have this, my company has this, maybe your company has this. I don't know. No. Nope. But I know quite a lot of companies that have teams like that. And it's, do you think at my company, which has this, which has 
several thousands of employees, do you think that there are black people who get fired less than justly? Maybe they're scrutinized more than maybe a, a, a comparable white person, if asked to say it like that. I think when it comes to a matter of racism, then it's you can't prove it, really. Right. So what if they say, and they pull up figures and say, oh, Sipo's working better here, and his performance has dropped off, and maybe that's because I'm going through a bad patch, and I communicate that. If you communicate it before that those things happen. So let's say when you wake up today, right? Maybe this isn't an ideal world because I don't go through this, but maybe this is how I work as well. So I'll speak to how I work. If my boss knew what was going on, it's almost as if every single time I'm feeling that I'm feeling really bad today, I would communicate that. So you're progressing and you are now in a position where you're in a workplace where you're being understood, right? Albeit you're a little bit paranoid. Um, but what is your day-to-day like? Um, like, what's a typical day for you? In in regards to what I get up to or what I feel? Yeah, like what you feel. Uh, in terms of what I feel, it's like, um, like... I think the best way to describe it is I feel off the pace. Mm. I feel like things are moving along around me at regular pace. And I'm just kind of in the background moving at my own pace. Mm. Like, day to day, it's quite isolating and alienating. Yeah. Because maybe it's because I don't have, like, a community of people I can talk to and things like that. Have you ever tried to find a community of people you can talk to? I did. Didn't didn't find one. But, um... Maybe. Have you ever tried to find a community of people who don't exactly, who are not exactly going through, who are not going through exactly what you're going through, but just like people who have lost control or use of their bodies as well? I'm currently in the process of exploring that kind of avenue of being in a position where I can talk to people, maybe help them as well. Mm. Um. And nothing has yet has come out of it, but with that one, I'm. I think I'm trying because I'm thinking if I'm in this place, somebody's probably in a worse place, mm. or maybe even somebody's in a better place, and they could give me some great advice. Mm. But we're just looking for somewhere where I could go to find help. It led me to actually looking for somewhere where I can be of help. Yeah. So what did you say your day-to-day was like? It's just isolating, but what do you what do you actually feel in terms of like, how does it look like? You get up in the morning and you take your medication or what exactly makes it feel isolating? Um, what makes it feel isolating isn't necessarily like the taking of medicine or the routine. I could have a day where I'm in the office, I could have a day when I'm home and and they both feel equally as isolating in maybe different ways. Mm. It, it feels like it feels like you're the only one in your surroundings who can't be normal or who isn't normal. Mm. And sometimes you just kind of sit in the background of things unfolding in front of you and you're just like, I really feel like the odd one out here. Like describe a situation where you felt like that. I'll be at work and... I'm 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 with my team at work and we're just 
talking and discussing things and it would just dawn on me like I haven't been here for like three weeks. Mm. I don't know what's going on at all. And like any like it just feels like everything's just unfolding and I'm a background character maybe mm. because like everyone is kind of more conscious of it. Yeah. They're all like, oh don't don't just let Sipo, you know, get to his own pace or 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 or, or, or figure it out himself. It's not really I don't know I don't know how to describe it. But it's kind of like everyone's just said don't bother Sipo essentially. Yeah. So you think that people knowing about it, they kinda like treat you differently anyway now. Yeah. And that was one of my biggest fears about telling people. And you don't want to be treated differently. What would you prefer they did? I'd prefer if people were understanding and didn't treat me differently. Which is to say, like, maybe maybe I do need different treatment, but I want to be just like everybody else. I don't want preferential. I don't want priority. I want to be just like everybody else and treated the same. But once you know something like that, you can't not if you're a good person. Mm. Which is to say, it's not their fault, but it's the fact that naturally their perception will change. Mm. Is that necessarily a bad thing? That's what I mean. It's, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but you don't want there to be a reason for a change of perception. Yeah. You don't want to feel like there is something different about you than everybody else. Yeah. You want to feel like we're all the same. We're all fully capable. We'll all get the same kind of trials and we'll... Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone who's gotten to this point must mean that, you know, they could take the trials like I did. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's just... I don't think anybody ever wants different treatment. I don't think anyone wants pity. I don't think anyone wants concern, undue concern. I think it's a bit tricky from somebody who's on the outside because it's like you don't want... I don't think I would want to treat somebody differently, but I think by default they are different. You don't. You wouldn't want to rush you, for example, because that's treating somebody normal is going, oh, see, we can have that ASAP, please, right? But knowing where you're at, it's like, oh, see, we can have that in your, in your time, in your own time. So even though they're treating you differently, you might feel different, but you kind of need that, though, because imagine it was, like, normal, normal. Then you would feel misunderstood a little bit or mistreated because now you're thinking, what the heck? You know I can't move at your pace. No, of course, but, like, I'm not... People making adjustments to accommodate you isn't treating you differently. Yeah. Treating you differently is... Like leaving you out of things and stuff like that. For my own good. And you want to be given the chance to like, to, to be able to try it or not. To, 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 not even the chance to be able to try it or not. The chance to say no. Yeah. I don't... Oh, you all want to go rock climbing. Today's not a good day for me. I think it's more about the opportunity to say no. And like, sure, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go rock climbing because I'm not feeling very good today. But to find out everyone's going rock climbing, and you're like, having... you're like, am I being excluded? Yeah. Or are they just thinking I'm going to say no anyway? Yeah. And like, 
it's it's things like that happening repeatedly. Like everything else. Like, oh, if someone's to be like, so I'm a workplace. It's it's a big place, right? So you have to normally go up and down stairs, and there's yeah. normally there's normally uh, an elevator near most major stairways, right? Mm. And a lot of the time, people just go up the stairs, up and down the stairs, just because it's quick. You don't have to wait. Mm. But like, it's it's things like doing a trip with somebody ten times, mm. and every time going down the stairs, and then the time that. You communicate, mm. but after that, it's like, oh, everyone, let's wait for the elevator. Mm. And, like, it's one of those things where you're like, it's a, it's a nice consideration. Mm. So maybe it's like, I don't want to feel like you're taking away my choice choices mm. in how you're treating me. Mm. Have you ever tried to communicate this with anybody? Yeah, I always say, like, I just, I don't want to be treated differently. Mm. And they'll say, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. But have you ever defined what that means? Like, how you've defined it here? Have you ever defined it, have defined what that means to other people? I haven't. Maybe you can try that to, to actually, like, communicate what that looks like. Because mm. I feel like maybe other people think you don't want to be treated differently is running to open the door for you. So then they're thinking, you're, you're, you're thinking, oh, thank you, actually. I really needed that help and support. But they're thinking, I'm not going to hold the door open for him. He doesn't want to be treated differently, for example. Mm. But they might not know that it just it's as simple as, let me have the option to say yes or no, because maybe sometimes I may want to come rock climbing because my pain is on a five today. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, so maybe it's just defining it to people because they'll never know what that looks like. What does leaving Sipo out look like? to see put mm. right because people leaving me out may look different to how it looks like to you being left out mm. what would you say that has been the thing that has helped you continue and just keep pushing on um i'm not really sure i think i think there's definitely been times where i've just been like i'm ready to throw in the towel yeah um dark times but i think normally it's just this do you feel that a lot or have you felt that a lot no it's just f the very dark times have been few and far between mm. uh feeling low that's very frequent but i think for me it's just the idea that maybe one day it's gonna make sense like they won't be like oh this is why or but more like the condition will make sense and i'll have actual help and i'll feel better and all of that time wasn't a waste mm. so it's just it's just maybe a stubbornness mm. to say the time that i've used so far hasn't been a waste mm. and i don't i'm not doom and gloom i i, I try to live as well as I can, and you said that you feel that sad frequently. Yeah, what, I feel sad frequently. And what do you what What are you thinking when you're feeling sad? Just thinking, how long can I have a relatively normal lifestyle? I'm thinking, how long is it going to be until the next episode? And have you how found about the when it starts feeling worse? There are no real answers. So, 
you know, what do you think you can do then in order to, I suppose, help you not think, not get sad about thinking about things that you can't control or can't predict in order for you to just, I suppose, find alternative ways to live, if that makes sense. Mm. Alternative ways to cope. Have you got any coping mechanisms no. that are healthy? No. You know what I mean? Maybe get some coping mechanisms that are healthy so that when you are thinking about things you can't control and getting sad about it, you go to your healthy coping mechanisms, whether that's doing research, whether that's just reading, period, and whether that's meditating. I don't know what that might look like, right? But maybe maybe this is just, it could be something that could help you to reach that place of true acceptance is just every time you're wondering, I suppose, um, try and find ways that help you accept the fact that you can't control anything. You know what I mean? Like what makes you feel better in life? What are you doing that makes you feel better? Or what do you want to do? Like even with your capabilities, what are some things that are, you know, accessible to you that you think you may enjoy? Maybe, maybe you've got the skill for freaking ping pong. <laughs> That's as it does for maybe. Who's, who plays ping pong sitting down? I don't know. Nobody. You could be a, um, a computer game, video game racer, okay? They get paid big bucks. No, they don't. You can get into a cheeky spot <laughs> what kind of gambling. Career is this? You can get into a cheeky spot gambling. Yeah. Does it need standing yeah, up? Gambling, yeah, that's definitely one. Bro, what's that? What's that um, basketball in the Olympic sports? With the wheelchair. Yeah, fam. That's the same basketball. You're tall enough. <laughs> I'll be sitting down. Yeah, but you're still long. Oh my god. Be blocking people. I'm just giving you options here. I don't know. I think it's all I think it's all just self-discovery in it. Yeah. I think I'm I'm moving to like that next phase of my life where I need to discover what works now. There we go. There we go. Because I think you've been stuck in a little bit of a rut of what is it? What is going on? What is, am I ever going to figure it out? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Right now, I think you do need to move into a next phase of, you know what? Rheumatoid arthritis, you know, autoimmune disease. What can I do in order to, in order to help this? Mm. Or in order to just find a new normal? Mm. Because I feel like, if there's one thing that I've heard whilst you're talking is you are not the person you think you are in your head. The athletic, you know, can play any sports, stand up for ages. You know what I mean? Mm. You are not that person. You haven't been for a while. And therefore you probably need to start finding your, your normal. And I think once you do, the confidence naturally grows and people around you will be able to see anyway as well. And because you know what your limits are and you can show to people, you know what, I'll come out. I'll come up for a little bit of wheelchair rock climbing. You know what I mean? Maybe it's just, you never know. But the thing is that, that you're speaking for a Zebra that's fully accepted his situation. And I'm saying I haven't. No, no. So I can't do that. No, I'm not saying, I'm not speaking to a Zebra that's fully accepted the situation. I'm speaking to it. I'm saying that, Finding a new normal, just researching into finding new normals, yeah. right, 
is the road to acceptance because just sitting here waiting to accept it you you may truly never will mm. but finding things that you enjoy in your new normal mm. is helping you to accept mm. what's going on because you're like oh shit mm. i did something that didn't require x and i actually enjoyed it mm. i might do a little bit more of that suddenly your attitude is changing a little bit because you are discovering it, but you're not going to discover it not actually looking for it. Mm. You've got to look for it. You know what I mean? Like I was when I was telling you on the phone, when I was talking about how they keep increasing your dose, that is shredding your insides, bruv. Mm. You know what I mean? Something is suffering, suffering on the inside. Mm. But researching alternative medication or alternative ways may help you, like find what works for you the best instead of just meds. Because mm. meds, it's hard targeting pain, but it's not really helping you cope after it wears out. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So just little things like that, actually taking the time to research how X, Y, and Z, maybe doing this, maybe going to get a massage, but little tiny things, you may be on the road to going, you know what? I'm accepting this actually because I'm, mm. I'm managing the pain a bit more better. I'm sleeping better as well. I'm actually excited to get up in the morning. Mm. And that's a road to acceptance. I don't think acceptance is going to find you on the sofa, fam. Mm. Just stewing or thinking about it in your head. You've actually got to be, you've got to action it as well in order to actually see results mm. properly. Right now, you've just been doing mental work. Yeah. Mm. So you actually need to get yourself out there to actually be vulnerable, to actually see what works. You may find that you you feel lighter in water. So therefore swimming might help you or just hydrotherapy. I don't know. Mm. But little things like that, when you're finding out what works and when you're finding out what helps you, that's when you're like, OK, it's not so bad. Even though it is a shitty hand that you've been dealt, you are young guy. Mm whose body is shutting down essentially, isn't it? Mm. But you won't get results just chilling and not finding out, you know, what other people who, for example, people who've been in car crashes, mm. that is a tough pill to swallow because it's just sudden, mm. yeah? But what do they do? Or You know what I mean? What, what, what about those communities? Maybe try Reddit. I know it's a little bit of a daft place, Reddit, but there's some real gems on Reddit, people who actually support each other free things. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. Obviously, it's easy for me to speak, speaking on the other side where I've never experienced anything like that. Mm. But I think other life circumstances have forced me to rejig my way of thinking even when I haven't wanted to mm. and have forced me out of my comfort zone. Mm. Um, so, yeah. But then obviously it's all in your own time and when you're ready as a person, mm. that's when you can actually start actioning things. So maybe you just need to get to a place where you are ready mm. to jump off the cliff and fully accept it. Yeah. But yeah. Oof. How are you feeling after speaking about that? I'm knackered. Bro. My eyes are burning. <laughs> Have you got a quote to close us off? Um, yeah. Tough time never lasts. Only tough people last.
Wah, wah, wah. I'm sorry the episode is over, but please tune in next week for another exciting journey. Goodbye, goodbye, bye, bye, bye. Have good vibes. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 